Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Uh, it's just me, Paul, um, and Colson today. We don't we don't have Chris, so um, everybody that is just here for Chris, you can go ahead and skip this one. Um, well, we got, uh, for those of you that weren't here on Sunday, um, you need to watch the, um, the message from Sunday or the, uh, service from Sunday because, um, we got a special treat in the middle of the sermon, middle ish of the sermon. Um, and the 20 of the, um, forge students from this year's forge class got up and recited all of first Peter, uh, for us in the sermon. And, I mean, it's it it's. We've said it before. It's preferable um, that you not just read section like just little bitty sections of scripture. Um, I know we only get to go through small sections of uh, scripture in each sermon or uh, each service because we just don't have time to do all of it. Um, but these letters, especially, um, we're we're supposed to be read in their entirety. Um, and so when you, when you read first Peter, it's a good idea to, um, even though you may, uh, focus on one part of it, it's a good idea to read the whole of it, um, at some point. Um, and, and that's always great, but to hear the whole of it, I was talking to my mom last night or, uh, yesterday morning. Um, and she was just saying like, you know, they were, they were going through it and she was like, oh, I can, I can say that verse with them or, oh, I can say that verse with them. Um, but like just, just hearing it all in context, um, itself was a, was a powerful thing. So, I mean, and even if you, uh, um, are, are driving and, and can't, uh, read it or whatever, just, just turning on one of the audio Bibles and listening to it. Also a great idea. Yeah, because it took them... 17 minutes. 17 minutes to say it all the way through. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's then just, that would be the same as like listening to it. Yeah. yeah you could read it probably even faster than that. Probably can read it faster than 17 minutes. Um, they they had this kind of chant thing going on because they were all trying to say it say together. It together. Yep. Um, and so I'm, sh- I'm sure you could, if you were speeding through, you could definitely read it faster you could probably say it faster, um, but um, man, that that memorization is a number one to memorize an entire book of scripture is a is quite an undertaking, mm-hmm. um, and they've spent this entire year um, trying to do that. So that's um, or since um, August of uh, last year, right? Yeah, September, yeah. August. Um, and then, uh, but so that's quite an undertaking, but I would say like any time, um, we spend the time to actually devote, uh, scripture to memory is like, that's a huge thing. And I feel like that's a discipline that's kind of going by the wayside in a lot of ways. Um, I blame, uh, phones. Mm. I've said this before. It's, it's hard to feel the need to memorize scripture when you've got the entirety of scripture in your pocket all the time. Yeah. Um, these, uh, Bible apps are incredible. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I, I am so grateful for them. It's a fantastic thing. Don't get me wrong, but it's easy to get lazy sometimes because of that and, and not memorize it, but it's actually in the memorization of scripture, the meditating on scripture 
which those of you who know my dad know he like he's memorized a lot of scripture and it's because he meditates on that scripture mm-hmm. um one one verse maybe maybe sometimes a few verses at a time um but usually just like one or two verses at a time he's memorized all of this scripture because he has sat and meditated on it. it's how all of us um do uh um, any kind of memorization. Mm-hmm. There are very few of us that have, what's the the thing where you can just look at a... Just like a photographic memory. Yeah, like a photographic like memory, or even some people have um, like an audio memory yeah. where if they hear it, they can... They can just spout it out. Spout it out. Um, but I I totally get it. And I think I I can relate to also it feeling <laughs> kind of daunting or overwhelming. Right. And I heard somebody talking about this the other day, like they're, they had a goal for a year to just learn two verses a week and he yeah. was like because then by the end of the year that's a hundred verses that yeah. I've, and i was like oh if i if i don't think about it as oh my goodness this massive daunting thing but you know in small bite-sized chunks and and that's never gonna like that is never wasted time right you know Lori um has a goal this year for memorizing 40 verses um, and she's actually started with, uh, um, is it, what's, uh, John the Baptist's father? Is it Zechariah? Zech- Zechariah? Zechariah, um, yeah. His, his prayer. Um, she started with that and Deuteronomy 6, mm. um, or a large portion of Deuteronomy 6, um, which I'm incredibly grateful for because those are just sitting on my shower. Yeah. And just sit there and read the scriptures while now, I'm. There's also a something that I'm not super familiar with, but I know that like the church in the past has celebrated memorizing Philippians two. Yes, we is, have. Is that is that kind of is there a specific reason behind that? Um, Philippians two has a lot to do with the way that we do church. Um, what what we're striving for, um, and that Christological hymn in the middle of it is just fantastic mm-hmm. um having having this mind um among yourselves which is yours in christ jesus um who though he was um god did not count equality with god a thing to be grasped but grasped or held on to mm-hmm. um but uh emptied himself taking yeah. on the form of a servant and being found in human Form he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Being able to put that kind of scripture in your heart and being able to say, like, oh, yeah, this is the main thing, um, is really important to us yeah. and we're going to do another uh, memorization here before long um I, we haven't settled on it i'm pushing for the one that we're going to read this sunday so yeah. you can so, so not to the that. whole book not the whole book this time N- not this time um okay. and we 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 didn't honestly when we do philippians 2 we don't do the whole chapter yeah um it's like 2 1 through 17 18 18 okay um that's awesome i got us derailed 
Thank you for it's doing fine. that. But but no, still, memorization is what we were getting at, and it's I think it's really important, and it's it's important because scripture is um, uh, a specific um, way that God has spoken to us that is reliable, that is breathed out by Him. Um, as Paul says in his letter to Timothy, it's it's useful um, for all kinds of things in our lives, um, and and it's actually breathed out by God. It's inspired by God Himself, though it was written by men, um, and and we can use it for reproving and rebuking and um, encouraging each other, and and we should um, in our own lives, especially. I'm reminded of that um, Bonhoeffer quote that you, Paul, shared the other day about um, the word um, being stronger in the mouth of our brother than it is in our own heart. And and make no mistake, Peter is your brother. Mm. That's 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 hard for us, I think, to to grasp sometimes. But um, we serve the same Jesus Christ that he served, um, and we. Uh, understand him more because of Peter's eyewitness account of who Jesus was um, and, and who Jesus told him that God was, um, is. And so like we, he's our older brother, but he's still your brother. Um, and, and we can be encouraged by his, uh, the gospel in his mouth. Um, and, and I think that anytime we don't, you know, treasure that, um, appropriately, we're we're doing ourselves a disservice. Um, inside of that, so jumping into, um, I don't really know how far Chris is going to get. I'm hoping you know we're six words. We're in, <laughs> we're on a pace here for six <laughs> words. And so, what would in? Um, I mean, assuming that he's not going to spend time on the like he already talked about Cappadocia at least, um, or at least the places um, of knowing that, but. According to the foreknowledge of God, I mean that's a <laughs> shoot. It's it's just broken up into six word, you know, sections. Um, so he could do that. <laughs> um, uh, probably the Father would be yeah to be tagged in there, tagged in there because that's. Uh, but those two concepts. But you're, I mean, you're right. Yeah. Talk about the foreknowledge of God, and then talking about God as our Father. Yeah, I mean that would be a sermon in itself. Yeah. Um, it is interesting, though, that in verse two we have a very clear. Um, there, there have been some. Uh, um, I don't even. I don't. I don't want to. There have been some teachers that have come through evangelical um, popularity um, in the past twenty years uh, who have uh, tried to say that the. Bible is not clear about the the Trinity. Um, we have a very Trinitarian um, verse here in verse two, mm-hmm. um, where you see the uh, God in three persons, blessed Trinity, um, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification or through the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. Um, which translation am I looking at right now? That's ESV. Okay. 
Um, just making sure because I've got a few around he's, me. He's reading it from the original Greek. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. It's upside down. That's why. Yeah, I had a few uh, professors in college that could do that, and I'm sure Paul could make a good stab at it. No. Okay. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, maybe the East Texas Greek. You want to do in Second Peter for us? But you did say the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You did have. I think when you were citing the three according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in, and then you modified it or through, um, because yeah, you, you see each one of these statements are started with this preposition, and it is right that on that on that preposition in, you uh, could be in, it could be on, it could be at, it could be by, it could be with, it could be through. Um, it's kind of one of those catch-all conditions, yeah, prepositional statements. It's but, a weird thing about Greek. Mm-hmm. But the same, but I think you exactly you are exactly right in there. There. You just can't miss that this clearly, this triadic structure is clearly to highlight the Trinity, right? And then is coming as this as this greeting um, to identify again. We talk about Peter as a book of identifying characteristics. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is identity statements of uh, he's writing to his audience and telling them, "Hey, this is this is who you are. You are these elect, and then this is why you get to be." in that consideration it is according to god it is in the sanctification of the spirit and it's has a purpose which is the obedience of jesus christ sprinkled with his blood Mm -hmm. Um, and i heard it once put that it's it's our i guess it's our privilege to be sprinkled by his blood that's right it's our and it's obedience then is our natural response our responsibility so it's a privilege and a responsibility and this is again an identity. This is who we are. Yeah. If we've placed faith in Christ. This is this is in. He um he's very clearly um with the sprinkling of uh with his blood, he's he's referencing again, we have uh Peter using very Jewish references to a Gentile audience um while speaking to a Gentile audience. Um the sprinkling of the blood, I mean is unless I'm wrong, is incredibly clear reference to the uh, sprinkling of the altar and the um, actually all the implements in the um, uh, in the temple, used in the temple, um, before sacrifice would be made. There was a sacrifice that happened that then the blood would be used to sprinkle um, before um, the burning. Um, and... Uh, and it, uh, I, I think this is this is fantastic because Peter is saying that like y- you are that altar now, and you have a specific purpose to glorify God inside of this message that that you are. We have been purified by the blood of Christ um, to be able to be used for His purposes, um, and that's that obedience to Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, Jesus, it's funny when everybody talks about God being love, they don't want to talk about um, Jesus's idea of what love was. And that was, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You you don't get to say that you love me and not do what I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's Lord. He's not, you know, our teddy bear. But anyway... But so it's each of these six word phrases, I mean, it feels like are just packed with 
a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, I de- definitely think with the sprinkling of Christ's blood, it is supposed to take us into this realm of influence of Christ's dying um, on the cross and what he accomplished there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I totally agree. This this clearly is, and you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I mean, Peter is jam-packed with Old Testament references. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even more of what we even see, saw last week of like Peter is using these um very Jewish phrases to describe now these, this Gentile audience, as Chris talked about on Sunday, this is, um, you know, at, at least at best, a, or at, at minimum, a grafting in, if not kind of a fulfilled replacement, um, kind of as, you know, God's new covenant with his new people. Um, but this idea of covenant ratification, uh, I think clearly we, we, we see, I mean, all, uh, at least Matthew, Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, they all look at Jesus' blood as the ratification of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, because even back in Exodus 24, we see that it is sprinkling of blood that is a sign of the ratification of a covenant. Now, the way that yeah. you prove a covenant genuine is you sprinkle blood. Um, but that's not that's not the only one. Um, we also have the sprinkling of, of blood and, and numbers 19 being um, resulting in Israel's uh, cleansing and to prove that they are a clean people. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get when not just the a person sprinkled with the blessing of a new covenant like we saw in Exodus 24, but we also get it um, whenever somebody is in, in introdu- introduced or inducted into um, a priesthood. Inducted. Um, inducted into priesthood. There you go. And so his role as a priest um, starts with that, which would be very fitting because then, again, Peter's going to say to all of these believers, you are now a royal priesthood mm-hmm. yeah and part of that again is going to be shown by um the sprinkling by this yeah sprinkling and so i think that you get this jesus christ as the final sacrifice for our sins and the sprinkling of blood that gives this new identity to us as priests and mm-hmm. like you said john then we now have this this new identity our our sins have been covered um, we are no longer an unclean people. We are a clean people. Um, we're set apart as these priests. And then what would be natural for them to do in a, as a priest in their job? Obey. Yeah. Obey yeah. and tell others to obey. And so yeah. I think that that um, certainly, again, this this one little notion sprinkled with the blood, um, very, very, very rich. Very rich. Um, so we're, we're going we're gonna to be pointing at that a lot um, this this Sunday, I think it, even if, if even if Chris doesn't make it all the way through uh, the grace and peace being multiplied to us, um, uh, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. Um, you're you're probably going to hear quite a few um, of the same themes over and over and over again um, as we go through First Peter, um, and you know that's not um, it's not a coincidence. Um, I, I almost said it was a happy coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's it's supposed to be that way. Um, we we need to just like we talked about with uh, memorization. We need to be going over these truths over and over and over again. Um, I was wearing my uh, Jesus is not a weekend thing uh, shirt yesterday, and I got stopped at Walmart by a lady who was like, "I love your shirt." Um, we talk about that all the time. And I was like, I mean, yeah, we need to talk about it all the time. Um, this is this is supposed to be um, as we're, you know, we've talked about in Deuteronomy six, and as my wife is memorizing right now, um, uh, this is something that's supposed to be uh, infused 
um, into every part of our uh, of our life that we are we're fuel injected with. Yeah, and I and I really like that we see the themes come up over and over because as we're going through bit by bit, it helps keep context. Yeah, and I may you know it's like when we were going through stuff with Daniel before. Even even in the little kind of vignettes that we're pulling out, we're still seeing it in the larger context of okay, this is this is where Daniel is. This is where he has come from, yeah. and this is what has led up to where he is now. And so it's like okay, that gives a lot more richness and kind of background mm-hmm. to the little vignettes that we're pulling out. So if you are coming or following along, like that is an encouraging thing, and it's something that is what you're saying, solidifying this in our minds and in our hearts as as we're getting to see this play out as we go through maybe six words at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Pretty pretty fun that we get to do it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I I'm 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 looking forward to to all of it. Um because we're we're it we're gonna be here for a while. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm grateful to, uh, to get to be here for a while. Cause I think that this is something worth, um, us spending our time on and us remembering that, um, obedience is, uh, um, grace is not just, uh, some sort of freedom that we get to use for our own pleasure, but obedience is a good thing. Yeah. Don't let your uh, freedom be a cover up for evil. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>